This podcast discusses difficult topics that may not be appropriate for all listeners. We are not doctors or therapists. None of our content should be construed as medical advice, nor as a substitute for professional help. Names and other specific identifying details are often changed for the privacy and protection of our guests. Our guests' experiences are shared as they experienced them. Opinions may not reflect the opinions of Beck and Ella or this podcast. There will also be adult language used. Lots of it. Listener discretion strongly advised. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. How are you doing, Ella? I'm doing all right, Beck. How are you? I'm good. This is actually our 10th episode. Yes. So exciting. Like that? I cannot. That's a lot for two people with ADHD who lack direction. <laughs> We've come a long way. <laughs> it, really, it really is a lot. Um, and we're going to do something a little different for this one. We have a guest today whose name is Sheena. And she is going to talk to us about some of the incredibly fun experiences she has had in the world of online dating. Mm. So welcome, Sheena. Thank you. So how long have you been doing this online dating thing? So probably about six years now, um, which is quite a long time, which is why we're going to have kind of a punch through list of some fun people we've met along the way. <laughs> I may not have accumulated them quickly, but I've definitely accumulated them over time. It's a slow build. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to mention before you get started, for anyone who is dating and um, on that internet dating or just not even just internet dating meeting people that you don't know there are lots of sites um, especially on social media where you can connect with other people who are dating and just kind of compare stories for safety and such do you want to talk to that a little bit uh yeah so we'll actually we'll talk a little bit more about that too as we talk about like the second guy because i definitely after meeting him realized that there was a lot of like basic profiling that i needed to do um and having you know been in long-term relationships and being just really a complete like newbie to the whole online dating experience i definitely got a crash course <laughs> um but i definitely would say too there's there's a lot of different resources out there um for for you know various different things but i mean if if for nothing else i would say that you probably have some girls groups that you can look up um that really just give some good information about dating um and also will give you the tools necessary to learn how to do some basic profiling on your own um and we can talk a little bit more about that as we get into uh the second gentleman that we're going to talk about um but uh just yes there's absolutely do some research go online talk to your girlfriends because you know the wonderful thing about wound is we all talk to each other yes we sure do yeah <laughs> awesome well kick us off with your first gem Ah, uh, my first gem this was a good one um so this was fresh off of my divorce this is the first guy that i went on a date with um and this was on bumble um and this was obviously like long enough ago too like there wasn't such a thing as listing your height <laughs> that's important here in a minute um, so, you know, I talked to this guy, agree to meet him, um, go out to the restaurant and show up. And it's, I think like January or at least like the middle of like 
winter. It's freaking cold outside. Um, you know, and I'm like wearing like probably pretty tall, like pretty tall boots in the first place. And I'm fairly tall to begin with, right? Like I'm a solid like five, seven. So when I have heels on, I'm like, I'm a good like six foot tall, which again will be important here in a moment uh, because I walk up to the bar and the guy like kind of jumps down from the stool and realizes just how tall I am, like in comparison to him. Um, and it was just kind of downhill from there, right? Um, because he was kind of like, oh, I didn't realize how tall you were. I'm kind of like, you know, like, don't want to be like, you didn't realize you were so short. So had you guys talked about that? No, I, and, you know, I didn't know that was something that people needed to talk about, right? Gotcha. I was, you know, I was more interested in like, hey, like, you know, are you a raging alcoholic? And like, do you like believe in like health and fitness? Great. Like, let's go like have just one or two beverages like an adult. <laughs> so, you know meet this guy and like he, he is a very nice person by the way <laughs> that's probably why it's like well we see why it's been six years she can't find anybody to date her <laughs> i'm like what i said core values were like health and fitness uh, okay so anyway so you know he stands up i'm there and you know like i said it's just at that point like kind of uncomfortable it's also one of those like weird situations where like we're out in like a covered patio but we're right under the freaking heater so it's ridiculously hot and so again i was guess being probably a bit of a diva and he's like god not only is she tall but she's also so like out here like wow i'm like this is kind of like not a great area like we should find somewhere else to sit which prompted that like he looks at his phone and he's like oh hold on i have to like you know hold on for a moment and i'm like okay that's weird whatever um and so he comes back from the bathroom and he's like oh my god my house just got broken into <laughs> my roommate just called me and like i need to go and i'm like oh wow probably should go deal with that home invasion like obviously like so sorry to hear that like poorly get it you need to leave um and like he pays for my drink and he leaves and like you know whatever obviously you know that was my first run into that i'm like i can't believe that this guy instead of just being like hey like let's have a drink walk away whatever like i'm like really you need to like fake a home invasion to get out of this date it's like that bad <laughs> that didn't work out it didn't no like obviously and i would i would say like i've never heard from him since um but ironically like just earlier this year he like liked me again and i had to reach out on my girlfriends and be like i see mr home invasion has his i pumped it out <laughs> he totally didn't remember probably not but obviously for me with that being like my first bumble date i was like well this is a harsh way to get started <laughs> right and i would like to say it gets better from there but it doesn't. <laughs> no, it does not. No, no, it never does. Never does. Mm -hmm. You always learn a lot. And like, I feel like, yeah. you know, we'll yeah. learn something. Um, so, you know, and in the spirit of learning, we'll talk about the second guy that I ever went out with. Um, so some time went by between like my first Bumble date. Um, I dated a different guy for a period of time. Um, and then, you know, got back into the wonderful world of online dating. And so again, I'm just very green in the experience. And so, you know, meet this guy seemed, you know, nice, go out to meet him for dinner. Um, and I think that a lot of us have very generic questions that you ask one another, especially when you're 
new to the dating scene and you're like, what do we talk about? It's like, oh, how long have you lived here? You know, like, are you transient? Are you a native? You know, like, where'd you go to college? Whatever, just like basic stuff. So we're having, you know, just this run of the mill conversation. And I noticed that I'm like, there's this like gap of time that's kind of missing in his story that I'm like, oh, okay. So like after high school, like you didn't go to college, like not a big deal. Okay. Well, you, you weren't like working. Well, like, what were you doing? And he was like, oh, well, I was in prison. It's <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. But for what? <laughs> what exactly? Was it was it a weed charge? Because that's okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, but which thing should I be concerned about? And he goes, oh, you know, like, you know, just like, it's some type of like grand larceny, like theft. And I'm like, oh, well, shit, can't invite this dude over to my house because he needs nope. to steal it stuff. <laughs> so again, it's very eye opening for me that I was like, oh, I have, you know, kind of missed how we do basic profiling. And to be fair, I mean, like people make mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, people get felony charges, like things happen. We all make mistakes when we're younger. Um, it's just a matter of, again, like personal safety. And at that point in time, just kind of being like, I guess, just shocked that I'm like, whoa, what do you mean you were in prison for <laughs> Over years, like wow, didn't expect that as an icebreaker. <laughs> um, so again, uh, from that experience, I learned that there are a lot of online resources, um, that you can either subscribe to or that are free. That if you would like to look people up, um, I definitely recommend at a bare minimum to just looking at the sex offenders in your area. Um, you know, just making sure that you're doing some basic due diligence and profiling because while I like I make jokes that I'm like oh I can't invite him over because he's gonna steal from my house you know pe there are people out there that have much more serious crimes mm -hmm. um, and there are people out there that are very dangerous um, so I say that to say yes the, the, you know, the cute term of if we talk, I stalk is a thing that um, I totally subscribe to. Yeah, well, I think you have to. But I think that you should, too. You absolutely have to in this day and age. And there's so much information available just from what people post online. And I'm a detective with that kind of stuff. Like people will send me, uh, what do you think of this person? And I will send you back a detailed 18 page <laughs> report of the red flags that I have just found from looking at basic things online. Like I can even looking at who likes their pictures and putting things together and looking at those profiles and you can find out a whole lot of things that are red flags and to watch out for just from that. Aside from doing a background check, which you absolutely should, or a lot of the groups like the dating pages. Um, there's a lot of pages and social media that you can go on and like post someone you want to go out with and see if anybody's had like dangerous experiences with them. All of the information. It's not creepy. Like women have to do that, especially women, um, to be safe. So that's my little safety plug. 
Absolutely. And I'll tell you from that experience too, I mean, I have an app where my friends can see my location. And now like anytime I go on a date, you know, I always joke with my girlfriends and I'm like, I'm going to let you know that I didn't get abducted or murdered. Yeah. Um, but it is still kind of a thing that we totally do that I'm like, you know, you can see my location. I'm telling you who I'm with. I'm going to send you any like pictures or information. Um, and to be perfectly candid too, I mean, like I've had girls that are like, you know, when I meet a guy, I'm like, give me like, let me see your driver's license. And I'm like, absolutely going to screenshot as my friends. Like, yeah. You should care about your personal safety and anybody who doesn't probably isn't somebody that you should mess with. Right. We are in unprecedented times. I know it seems a little crazy, but yeah, not at all. Everyone is sick of hearing about unprecedented times. We are in unprecedented times. Things are scarier than they have ever been. Um, not to say that you should be afraid to dip your toe in the water and to like put yourself out there, but do so with some information behind you. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. So let's move along on my punch list here. Um, I had two um, different gentlemen kind of around the same time. Um, and then like after those two, I definitely also took like a little break. So I'm like, Ooh. so both guys, I think I met, it was either Bumble or Hinge. Um, but the first guy was totally adorable, a fellow Californian, and I've since learned that I'm like, maybe I don't need to date Californians. It's been too long since they've been there. Uh, but <laughs> just kind of had some like weird conversations. I'll tell you this too, ladies. Like if you meet a man and he wears more jewelry than you do and he's not a musician, that might be something you should be concerned about. <laughs> Again, I think we've established that like I kind of get in trouble with my big mouth. And so things just kind of come out and then I'm like, well, I can't unsay that. <laughs> but in the spirit of that, you know, I was dating this guy and um, again, just complete cutie, totally adorable. But I remember, you know, the day that would be our last day having conversations with one another um, because he was wearing this piece of jewelry and like he kind of took the necklace out and I was like, oh, that's cute. What is that? Life alert? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you just call my necklace life alert? And I was like, I mean, you're a little bit older than I am. Like, what is that? <laughs> Followed by it got even crazier where he was like, no, it blocks like the dangerous ionic waves of like the Wi-Fi routers around. And I was like, oh, so kind of life alert in a way, right? Right. It protects you. Oh. Needless to say, uh, he did not call me back after life alert comments. Um, but that was, like I said, just an eye-opening situation. I'm like, eh, if you like, you know, believe in weird Wi-Fi and, you know, you need to wear a pendulum to protect you, it may not be your girl. Does the, um, I mean, asking for a friend here, does the pendulum protect you from the um, 5G chip Probably. that was in the COVID shot. Like, <laughs> can you get the shot and still be safe from Bill Gates if you wear that? But it was actually during like COVID times that I met him. <laughs> but like after we had kind of already gotten on that weird tangent and I was kind of like, I think we're done now. Like he's obviously like this bitch did not just ask me if I'm like wearing fucking life alert. I'm entirely too young for that. So <laughs> We had more conversations about like the steps that one could take being from California to protect yourself from COVID. It could have gotten more interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we just we just kind of moved on from there. He did not call me back. <laughs> and you can pick up on things like that from really reading a profile, too, especially I'm, I'm not going to knock anybody's political stuff, but I can tell you looking at someone's 
how they fill out like a political section, if they're going to be an asshole or not. Like it's very clear. I can tell you already if you respect women or not. If they only write a couple sentences about it, I can read into it for you and tell you that is not going to be a good situation. Yeah, that guy seems fairly normal until, you know, the whole life alert situation happened. All right, well, staying in that vein of like just weird fucking conversations, uh, met a guy after that um, who I ended up really liking, but he's one of those people like he, so I think he like, you know, had a military background. He traveled a lot, but that also made him kind of complacent. Like he, he was going to move here and then ended up not moving here. It was definitely one of those situations where I was like, I thought it was like cute for half a second to have out of town dick. And then was like, that's way too much work. I'm not <laughs> So, um, so we like, you know, we had dated for a little while, but we didn't know each other super well again, because he didn't live in town. And I remember like, it was, I, I feel like it was probably like maybe a holiday weekend. Um, and he had come up to like stay a couple of days with me. And I just remember like the conversation got really weird where I was like, I don't know this guy like super well. And that was kind of like one of the like the ending factors that I'm like, it's a good thing you do live out of town. So we were having a particular conversation about dreams. Like, you know, we woke up in the morning and I have like a particular place that I grew up in that I dream of often. So like it's, you know, morning time, we're just making conversation. And I'm like, you know, I always dream about this place that I grew up in. Like, is that something that you experience too? And I should have known that, that was maybe not the question to ask. <laughs> because that's when things got weird. <laughs> he was like, well, where is it? So I grew up in New Mexico. Um, and so he was like, well, he's like, you know, I know you grew up in New Mexico, but like, you know, is it really close to like any place with like alien activity? And I'm like, well, I mean, like, to be fair, like, we did kind of grow up close to this commune and like, don't get me wrong, like, you know, they definitely have like a place called the UFO Rock and like, you know, it's Arizona, right? Like there's, you know, like Roswell and all of this nonsense, uh, or it's New Mexico. Um, and I'm just kind of like, wow, this is getting like really weird. Like, where is he going with this? And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's because an alternate universe is calling to you. And I'm like, cool, cool. Like, sir, I have dropped acid in the redwood forest of California, and I have never felt like an alternate universe is calling to me. Don't think we need to talk about any more like weird dream mapping shit. I just need to be like, when are you leaving? And like, you know, I don't want to like hate on anybody's like experiences out there. If you believe in extra, you know, terrestrial activity, like that's cool. Do you? It was just very unexpected for me when I'm like, I was just asking if like you have like a place that's imprinted that you dream about, sir. I wasn't asking for us to diagnose if you think that an alternate universe is calling me away. I'm just not quite sure how to process this. <laughs> So anyway, maybe I am not enlightened enough, but clearly that ended up not being a good match for me. Right. We uh, stopped talking to one another after that. I don't feel like that's a like new conversation, though. I feel like that's a conversation you have when you've been hanging out for a while and you decide to smoke a joint and lay out under the stars, you know, and get, and the, and get real weird, you know, and like that's when you talk about that kind of sort of morning coffee chat. Right. Yeah. Not, not a coffee. Nice to meet you, chat. I mean, there's definitely aliens. We would be uh, presumptuous to think that there aren't, but 
the government actually came out and admitted that a couple of weeks ago. Did you see that? Yeah. And it's so funny that our world is so fucked up that like it didn't it's, even matter. Like, <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> like, if that would have been on the news 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, Everyone would have lost their blind, mind. Shit. Yeah. And now we're just like so numb. There's just so much. <laughs> well, least they were like, you know, if you dream of certain places, it's because the aliens are talking to you. Right. <laughs> That's what that means. Uh, yeah. So not a match. So not not a match. <laughs> no, not not a match for me. And that's okay. So, all right. So moving on from there, though, um, I decided after like just kind of like the weird hippy dippy weird conversations I was having, I'm like, maybe I need to like, you know, date somebody like I'm like, I was like, Let, let's go out on a, on a limb here and let's try to date a Christian conservative and let's see if like maybe you're a little less nuts. That was clearly an excellent idea, right? Because I'm like, you know what we should do? We got like way, way, way out there. So instead, I'm like, let's do something completely, completely different. I don't feel like this man is going to be wearing too much, you know, jewelry, nor is he probably going to talk about an alternate universe. So I did try dating, you know, this Trump-loving, good old, you know, American guy for a brief period of time. Hmm. And that also ended up not to be a match. I like to get really wild. I'll be like, that didn't work. So let's try like completely the opposite and be like, maybe we need to find like something like a middle ground, you know, <laughs> they're not so polar opposite. But anyway, I decided I would give this a try. And that really blew up in my face. I'm sure. No. So much so that I've never had somebody... I can't say I've never had somebody, but this particular gentleman decided that he wanted to pick a fight with me in the bar mm -hmm. uh, where we're then, you know, like, I didn't say loudly yelling at one another, but we're definitely having words. And the conversation or the argument all stemmed over that he didn't like the wine that I picked out. Which I'm like, sir, you don't even drink wine. I don't know why this is a thing. But he was pissed off that like he felt that the server had upsold me a different like glass of wine. And I was like, first of all, you don't know the different names of the wine to be mad about that. She wasn't like, would you like a $3 or a $5? It was like, a, would you like this or this? And I'm like, I want that brand. And he was just incensed that the young girl was like, you know, going to charge us a couple of extra dollars, which obviously was the crux of our argument, because I'm like, really? We're fighting over a couple of dollars? The young girl is just doing her job. <laughs> this is not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Isn't he supposed to be pro people who are like working really hard and excelling at their job and using their bootstraps to get to like a different place? Like, isn't that what she's supposed to be doing? Or is that only when it's not convenient for him? Is that the latter thing? I think that's what she should be doing, but just not to him. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Should be having a job and working hard, but don't try to fucking have sell me that shit. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, things just kind of escalated from there that he's mad over my $2 more wine. And I'm just like losing it that I'm like, you, you can't like, seriously, this is what you want to like fight about. And in hindsight, I mean, I've spoken with some of my girlfriends about it and they're like, he's probably just the kind of guy who likes to fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just not that girl. I'm like, if you feel the need to provoke me, it's because you want to fight. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, I was about to say the fact that he got so upset and started arguing with you is a red flag. He's not well. Uh, yeah. Over $2. He's got some healing to do. I mean, if, if if you're making what you're telling me you're making and I know what I make, we are not concerned about a couple of dollars. Right. Sorry we missed happy hour, but I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> we won't have to be doing dishes in the back. I think it'll all be okay. It's going to be okay. Well, so and just from there, like he would just not leave it alone. Um, And then like for some reason, like his friends showed up and then it turned even uglier because then he needed to tell his friends about how, you know, the young girl had upsold him and all of this nonsense. So, I mean, it just got to a place where I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And so I told the young girl to like bring us our entire tab, paid the tab and looked at him and was like, oh, look, you know, here you are being a whiny bitch for no reason didn't even have to pay the bill. I don't care for you. <laughs> Which obviously went over great. Right. Now we also have the audience of his friends being there. He, being a whiny bitch, didn't even have to fucking pay for anything. Goodbye. Nice. So, yeah. And so that turned into like a whole situation too because he refused to give me my bag back from his house. Um, and that was just like a whole ordeal because he had at that moment, like, you know, the power over me that I was like, I'm trying to leave. I'm not trying to fuck with this shit. Just give me my fucking bag from your house. We never have to fucking talk to one another ever again, uh, which he refused to do. Um, and so that also just escalated where he was like, you can wait till I'm done. And I was like, you got me fucked up if you think that's how this is going to go. <laughs> Petty mother. No can deal. Um, so anyway, so I did end up leaving um, and then had to deal with that situation the next day. I will tell you ladies too that it is always important to have a ratchet friend that you can call upon. Whenever people want to be assholes to you, um, because I can tell like we all laugh about this and it's funny now, but like in looking at the situation, I'm like, oh, this could have ended really badly for me. Right. So I, I did call said ratchet friend to be like, I need you to come ride with me to this guy's house. And she's like, really? Um, and at the time too, like it was me and her other friend, and she was like, she was like, guys, she's like, it's February, and I've had to like ride out with you two idiots. Can we fucking get our lives right? What's happening? It's not the first quarter isn't even over. Do better. <laughs> so anyway, so my friend and I, you know, like go to his place, and I'm like messaging him, like, hey, like put my shit outside, right? Like, you know, you're giving me, like, you're gonna give my shit back. Right. That is what we are going to do today. You will be giving me my things back. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we get closer to his house and he's like, I don't think so. Like, be a big girl. Come ring the doorbell. And I'm like, that's not how this is going to go. Like, either you can put my shit outside. The control, man. Or like, I'm like, I'm going to have my friend roll up to your door or the cops. Like, you decide. Pick one. And he was like, no, nah, get your ass out of the car. You know, like, you come up to the door. And I'm like, mm, that's not how this shit is going to go. So, of course, you know, I did not go to the door, but I sent my friend to his door. <laughs> and I kind of wish I had been a little closer so I could have seen his face when he opened the door and was like, oh, girl was not fucking around when she told me how it was going to be. Thought I was going to get her to do what I want. Not not so much. Um, and the scary part of this story is, is not only did he not have my bag by the door, but he had my bag in like the back of his house in his bedroom. Wow. That's weird. So if we just think too about, you know, like 
if I were foolish enough mm-hmm. to have gone up there by myself to go meet with this guy that I already know wants to pick a fight in public, what is he capable of? Whose ego has been bruised. Who knows what he had in mind for me? He was going to lure you back to the back of the house. That's... I mean, that's like the like most benign option, right? Is that he just thought he was going to like what? like? And we're like like arguing like via text message. I'm like, what do you think? I was just going to see your face and instantly be like, oh, my God, my underwear fell off. I'm just so excited to see you. <laughs> he was going to glamour. I, he's like, she is going to see this face and instantly be like, I done fucked up. I never need that more expensive wine. It's like, no. <laughs> That is not how it went. And again, I'm like, that's like the cute version of what could have happened. Obviously, who knows what he's really about. I've obviously, like I said, too, since then learned how to look people up. He doesn't have any assault charges out there. But it was just very peculiar behavior that I'm like, again, hopefully, hopefully he decided he was going to win me over. and He wasn't planning to do something really terrible to me. Who knows? Again, I would I would tell any woman out there, if you fight with a man um, and he thinks that like he's going to get you over to his place alone the next day. Bring a friend. Absolutely. Never roll up by yourself. Just don't do it. Preferably a ratchet friend. Preferably <laughs> your ratchet friend. Preferably. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. So I have a few more fun options uh, for the day. Um, the next person is uh, somebody like I had seen on Bumble many times, and I finally had to be like, we're going to call him Gary. Oh, Gary. I'm like, Gary. You told me you were combing your hair. What's up, Gary? <laughs> All the young people listening to this have like no idea what I just said. I don't even have any idea. Weird science. Weird science. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Give me the keys, Lisa. I, I think that you just you just aged us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm talking to Gary. I'm like, Gary, you know, like seems like a regular dude, like works out. I'm like, why are you know, what's the deal? And he's just like, oh, I'm just waiting for the right person. And I'm like, it's a good answer. You know, we start talking, we talk. And I'll tell you this, too. I've realized this is another move that I don't necessarily believe in currently. But we talked for a solid like two weeks every day before we finally met in person. And I feel like that for me is um, a mistake because I think it like creates this false sense of presumed chemistry that you think is going to be there and familiarity that like honestly is like the biggest letdown when you see someone in person you're like i never want to smash right um which is totally what happened with gary um and i even like remember telling myself like i'm gonna like him like you know like we have such good dialogue back and forth like like this is it right like i'm so excited about this one finally found somebody worth dating like you know we've had great dialogue for a couple of weeks really built that connection walk up to the restaurant see him and instantly i'm just like so deflated because i'm like Oh. <laughs> I'm like, sir, those pictures are a little old and you do not really look like that anymore. Okay. So, you know, still like go in, have a drink with him. At that point, too, I'm like, we are definitely drinking vodka at this point. Like, bring bring me the martini because I am so like disappointed right now. The we're gonna need to like numb the situation. So we, you know, we have a drink. Um, we're supposed to do dinner, but like, you know, I was like, I'm not really feeling very hungry. You know, we'll just we'll have some like you know snacks at the bar and then we'll head out. 
Um, and I remember him like asking me because I think he thought it was going really well. And he's like, so what do you think? And I was like, you know, like, do you do you want me to be honest? And he was like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, yeah, I just really don't feel like we're a good match. And he was like, no way. And it also started to click that I'm like, you know, Gary, that's probably why you have such issues with women, because women will tell you that, like, you're, they're not interested in you. And you like, no, you really like me. And I'm like, I, I just said no. Right. I'm trying to change your mind. Yeah, and you are not hearing me. Right. So, you know, I leave the restaurant, we go on. He then proceeds to message me the next day and is like, hey, you know, like I have a story to tell you. Give me a call, which I'm like, you know, <clears throat> cute, cute trying to reel me back in, but no can do player. Like, not trying to fuck with you. I already told you it's not going to happen. So I don't reply. And then he sends me this message and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I've seen you on Facebook throughout the years. I know your best friend X. I used to date her many years ago. Tell her I say hello. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, what's the angle here? Like, you're trying to get back with her? You've admitted you've been like docking me for a year. What what is happening? Should I fill in the blanks in this story, you think? If you want to. So I was the friend that he <laughs> years and like 20 years. This prior buddy. 20 years later. So I dated him like 20 years prior and uh it did not work out he is um a very sweet person but like he doesn't pick up on the vibe of like i'm not feeling this mm. and i was way younger obviously and so i wasn't like comfortable being like super direct i was like trying to let him down easy and uh we had been seeing each other a little bit and i was living in a state far far away from my home and we were out one night and i was talking about how i was going to go home for christmas and he's like oh i just really wish we could spend christmas together and i was like yeah bummer you know and that was kind of the end of it and i was kind of like moving away you know like i was not answering so much and i was trying to i was gearing myself up for the conversation but i hadn't had it people pleasing is a hell of a drug it was very difficult for me to just like end it. So I go home and I have plans with my boyfriend from college who I adore to this day. We're still good friends. And like the second day that I'm home, there's a knock at the door and it's dude. No. He has driven. How many miles is it? What? Like 600 miles? Yeah. <laughs> here mary what are you doing <laughs> right so <laughs> the state that we all live in now is a very warm state and i am from a very cold state mm -hmm. so he drove through like a blizzard to get there which was very nice you know but um un un and also even if we had we were very casual like this was not we had not been seeing each other a long time. This wasn't 
with a drive through a blizzard. This is a very casual dating thing. Yes. So like, even if I wasn't kind of trying to end it, we weren't anywhere near a place where like that would be appropriate. And this is not a rom-com. Right. Right. My parents were like, are you so happy he's here? And I'm like, no, he had called them and told them he was my boyfriend and wanted to surprise me. So he needed the address. So my parents, you know, who do not see red flags are the nicest people ever. We're like, so oh, that's really sweet. She'll be so excited. You know, here's <laughs> our address. Strange person from 700 miles away. And he showed up. Go wrong. And he did not understand why I was not excited. <laughs> And then fast forward 20 years, he meets my best friend. <laughs> He's still trying to get invited to the Christmas party. He's like, holiday Christmas, I'm going to make it back there. Full circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, obviously, I got real crazy that I'm like, this dude is fucking... What do you mean? You've stalked me online for years and know my best friend. Okay, weird. Uh, so he got locked. Gary is no more. Bye, Gary. Bye. Bye, Gary. <laughs> um, so our last and final gentleman um for today is a more recent letdown, I guess you could say. Also another bumble experience. Seemed like such a normal guy. They always do. I even remember first meeting him and, of course, telling the girls I didn't get murdered. And they're like, well, what did you think? And I'm like, eh, didn't want to rip his clothes off. But he seems like a nice guy. Like, maybe that's what we should go for, right? I don't seem to do an excellent job of picking people out. I'm probably somebody who hasn't, like, been stalking my friend and I for 20 years. Let's do this. <laughs> so, you know, you know, things seemed relatively normal about him we had been seeing each other for a couple of months you know had recently decided that we were going to be exclusive with one another and on a weekend so i will say as um it was alluded to earlier there are plenty of online resources if you would like to research a potential love match or interest and or if maybe you're also bored and would just like to look at the debauchery of everyone else's fucked up online experience <laughs> so i am a subscriber and member to various you know groups online um and you know always tell people that i'm like you know i like to use social media also for you know the different social media places for, uh, you know, research and to learn things. And men sometimes don't realize that I'm like, yeah, it's also to learn about you, player, because I'm going to look you up. Right. <laughs> so um, with this particular guy, we'll call him Ryan. You know, Ryan and I had just, you know, decided to be exclusive. You know, I'm thinking things are going well. And I'm like, you know, like just for funsies, like I'm going to put his name in and see if I see anything, Right. That was a mistake. So I see that like two weeks prior, he has been posted and he's been posted by somebody who's just like obviously like dating into the dating websites and is like, hey, looking for some tea on Ryan. Who knows what? And that's when people start coming out of the corner. Oh, no. So, you know, the one girl's just looking for some general tea. There are about five different people that start chiming in about like, oh, like I've recently dated him 
you know, maybe he wasn't a good match. But the thing that obviously kind of threw me over the edge is there's an anonymous post by a person that's like, yeah, you know, like I just recently broke up with him after reading this thread because we were exclusive and come to find out, you know, here he is trying to date like half of, you know, the greater area cities. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's a problem because he can't be exclusive with me and anonymous. Right. Right. I'm like, holy shit. So, you know, my immediate response is, of course, to tell my girlfriends, right, that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, look at this motherfucker. And they're like, isn't that the guy? And I'm like, yeah, like that didn't last long. So I am immediately like, I'll just ghost this motherfucker, right? I'm like, fuck this dude. I'll just be done. And, you know, I'm encouraged, like, you like him people lie about shit right like just let's see this through and let's find out what we can find out so i have some you know friends that get on there and they're like hey you know like anonymous like reach out to me um you know i have some information want to compare notes for my friend who's also exclusively dating this guy apparently at the same time you are can we talk about this guy's stats real quick how old, what point in life is he in? So we're going to give some generalities. He is in his 40s. Um, and to add some context, like has been married, has some children, um, is has been divorced for a couple of years, right? I will say this, like, I personally feel like everybody should get a hoe phase after they're divorced. Absolutely. Yes. I, I am for that. I think that, you know, like that's going to make you feel good about you. I feel like you should totally, everybody gets that. Um, I feel like with Ryan, I'm like, bro, you're in your third year. You a little past that hoe phase being like, is this going to be like a lifestyle? What are we doing? And it's fine if it is. If you want to be a hoe forever. Right. We just can't tell exclusives. Yeah. You got to be honest about it. Be honest about it. That's the only thing. Absolutely. What's that name of that book? The Ethical Slut. If you want to be a slut forever, that's wonderful. Read The Ethical Slut and learn how to be ethical about it. But like, be honest if you're going to, especially for safety, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't, it's, you can't consent to sex with someone who has lied to you about sleeping with other people. Correct. Like it's actually a form of sexual assault. Like you can't, give your consent because you're not fully informed about what's going on. So that's my little plug there. Important. Be honest about your sex craze ways. Yeah. They said to be found out. Mm-hmm. They will be found out. <laughs> Chances are real good. We have this thing called the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to be E&M, then be loud and proud about it. Fuck it. Absolutely. Absolutely. E&M. Ethical non-monogamy. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yep. Not a problem. Do it. Be ethical about it. That's right. That's that's what the E stands for in there. Yeah, motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> so I get connected with Anonymous and immediately find out that she is a young girl. And, you know, we have a lot of conversation. She leads me to believe that they've been sleeping together the entire time. Some of her story doesn't really match up. You know, I uh, I have a lot of conversation with her, right? Where like, I know her story. I know a lot about her. You know, again, come to find out that she is a young girl from a small town. She is in love with him. He is the third man she has ever slept with. Oh. And there is almost a 20-year age gap. What could possibly go wrong? 
Yeah. Poor thing. So, I mean, for me, again, I'm like, I, there are a lot of situations in which I can give you a pass. You know, you want to be a hoe within that, like, you're so from the divorce, I feel like you've earned that. You know, if you are, you know, maybe, if, if you maybe met this person out organically, and I mean, I know a lot of 20-year-olds don't look like they're 20. I'm like, you know, there, there are a lot of situations in which, like, I could be like, maybe I could give you a pass. And I couldn't find a single one that Ryan qualified for. <laughs> None of those passes. She, yeah, she was significantly younger. He met her on a dating app. So he knew from the very beginning, from the jump, exactly how old she was. Mm -hmm. um, again, I've seen pictures of her. She looks like a young girl. Okay. Um, and it just became a situation where it's like, you know, uh, Ryan had a daughter and it's like, bro, I didn't think I needed to ask somebody who had a young daughter if it was okay to fuck kids. <laughs> What's happening? And and we will say she was over 18, not by much. She was over yeah. 18. Barely so, legal. She was of a legal and consenting age. Yeah. Um, and while it may not have been illegal, which was a big part of his argument to me, uh, the issue became more one of character that, again, in this particular situation, she was a young girl that I felt was, you know, just being taken advantage of. And it feels kind of gross to be like, you're a little bit of a predator. Who was yeah. very clear about being in love with him and wanting a future right. and like wanting to be in a serious relationship when, you know, he never had any intentions, intention to do that. Never. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pleasure. So yeah, so obviously, yeah, that put kind of an end to that. That and then, I mean, we again, we had a lot of conversation. Um, I tried to, you know, be open minded and even say, hey, you know, I'm realizing I'm bringing my own age biases into this situation. I'm willing to hear you out. Like, help me understand your perspective in this situation because I'm just really struggling with this choice. Right. Um, and so clearly we, we could not get on the same page. Uh, I was not able to understand why he thought that was OK. Um, and his argument of, well, it's not illegal. I'm like, well, you know, okay. I'm like, but how are we going to feel when your daughter is that age and some 40 year old is tagging her? You're going to be like, high five, bro. It's not illegal. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, he might have a little bit different perspective. Do we feel good about that? <laughs> if you subtract his age from her age, like how old he was when she was born, you know, like, and I sound very judgy for someone who is married to somebody 20 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely been that girl. Um, so I, I get how it happens, but I just feel like now at my age, looking back, I'm like, when I see people that age, they seem so young to me. You know, like they really seem like kids because they still are kids. But it's like, I can't imagine leading someone into a relationship with me when there is that big of a gap and i know how it feels to be that age i just can't even it's so gross to me i just can't even it's so predatory like the the power dynamic is never going to be even ever especially if you're 18 like it's fine to have a big age gap but 18 right that's that's too soon i don't know 30 to 40 or 30 right Ryan is not right. At least you're both adults at that at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're adults. 
Don, I mean, I think it happens. I mean, I, I think that, again, like, you know, especially um, for men of a certain age, especially like, you know, getting a divorce and kind of getting out there again, I think that it probably is exciting to be like, whoa, I got this young thing chasing me around. Um, and like I said, there there were situations in which I could have given a pass, but I just really didn't feel like he qualified for any of them. So, again, not that we're, not that we're out here judging people for the love that they have. It's more a matter of, you know, gosh, I mean, if you're, if you're, again, if you're, 25 and you know then 55 or not even that 45 25 um like if you have a 20 year age gap there i think it just depends on the person right like it depends on the individual people right um and, and again for me in this situation because she was such a young girl without a lot of life experience to me i felt that that was again i'm like that's really gross like how could you do that right she's a child you know some people have life experiences who by the time they're 25 they're straight up like a 40 year old sure this girl was not that case <laughs> no she was also not 25 no, she was <laughs> but anyway um you know again I, there there are things that i have learned in my dating experience about what you need to ask you know you need to ask people about Hey, tell me a little bit maybe about like your criminal past. Tell me a little bit about like the age gap that you feel is appropriate to sleep with. You know, like tell me there, there I think are important questions that you're like over my journey that I've learned that you need to instigate because people are not going to offer up that information. You know, you may be able to extract that information through your questioning strategy, which I know sounds terrible, but you really are profiling another person when you're dating. You're trying to find out, you know, what is what is your character? What are your values? You know, do we have similar goals and aspirations where we can build a future together, you know, and or are we just doing something that's fun? And that's fine, too. But let's talk about like safe sex and let's talk about what we're doing and allow for me to make an educated decision. Right. So I think it's just it's all about communication. And I think for me, too, I just had such a learning curve from being in a relationship for so long to then getting out into just the, you know, world of everyone's you know scrolling and you know you can literally like pick up somebody by dming them through instagram you know that it was just it's been such a learning experience for me um but i hope in in some of our conversations i know we make some jokes but also hopefully we hope that you guys found some you know valuable resources that you can look into to help keep you safe yeah real sustaining journey. And even if they aren't like something in their past or something that's really concrete like that, paying attention to things like how they handle no, you know, not even no in like a sexual situation, but if they want to do, they want to go to this restaurant and you say no, how do they handle that? Yeah. Like those little tells. Very emotional intelligence. How do they handle no? How do they handle body autonomy? Like, what do they say about other women? What do they say about their mom? What do they say about their ex-girlfriends? Like, you can tell a whole lot. Um, if someone says my crazy ex-girlfriend, nine times out of 10, she was not crazy. It's probably more than that. It's probably like 9.9% of the time. My husband has some legit crazy exes, and he has never said that ever. You know, like he'll say things that happened and he'll say things that were challenges and he'll say things that she had done or said, but it's never in a disparaging, like my crazy ex or she was psycho or like anything like that. It's right. always like factual and what happened and with respect and dignity for that person. Like, so pay attention to those things too. 100%. Any other tips for our listeners before we go? 
You know, I would just go back to some of the things we talked about, like have a good group of girlfriends, tell your friends where you are, make sure you have your location on. Again, make sure that you have, if you, the more information you can get about somebody where you can look them up and make sure that they are who they say they are, you can do very many searches. I mean, you can do searches by people's phone number. You can do searches by people's names. You can literally take their picture and do like a reverse image search and find them on social media. There's just, there's a lot that you can do that's kind of a preliminary, like just touch base of is this person who they say they are where you're going to find out, you know, just very important things. I mean, if somebody, for example, if you look them up and you find out, wow, they have like battery charges, is this maybe somebody I want to go meet for a hike? No, probably not. Probably not, right? So, I mean, I know that like people want to say that's really psycho, but that's just kind of the world that we live in and it's really up to us to protect ourselves. I think that people aren't going to be like, hey, you know, like why were you acting so psycho? More than likely, unfortunately, we live in a society where people are going to say, hey, why didn't you do better due diligence? So, I mean, it's it's really about you uh, protecting you and also just making sure that the people that you know that are around you are aware of what you're doing. And listen to your friends. I mean, you're, you also may run up across some really crazy stuff and tell your friends about it and your friends are going to be like, absolutely not. One thing that I've always admired about Sheena, she is way more, I hate to use like the street smart phrase, but like she is way better about that stuff than I am. I trust everyone. Like, I'm just that person. I will open the door. <laughs> I'm, I'm very trusting. And she trusts no one. And I used to tease her about it. Like, there used to be, you know, she would talk to a guy and maybe they said they were 42, but then very quickly they said they were actually 52. And she's like, nope, blocked, ghosted. And I'm like, isn't that a little harsh? And she's like, if they'll lie about that, like they're immediately lying right. to you about something. Like they're immediately trying to be manipulative regardless of like if they think you're not going to give them a chance or whatever. Still, like their next step is to lie and deceive, to manipulate getting you into their life or whatever. And I typically don't think that way. So it's a good way to be. No, that's awesome. <laughs> right. It's good to have standards and know what you want. Absolutely. You're going to eliminate a lot of people along the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the last thing I would say is as much as like my dating history sounds like a complete train wreck, um, I will tell you that I have feel like I have learned something from every one of these experiences. And so even though these people have not become my person, I do think that it has absolutely helped me work to define what I am looking for and what I'm also like not willing to put up with. Yeah. Great. Hopefully that's helpful for everyone out there. I know sometimes we want to be like, just give up. It's terrible. Um, but I think if you keep kind of an open mind of, hey, you know, it's a learning experience. I've learned something from this. Then it was still valuable even when it. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sheena, for sharing all of that. And uh, have a good night. Thank Thanks. you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you want to support our show further, you can share our podcast with your friends, follow us on our socials at MGCOMPod, or sign up for our Patreon to help keep the show going with a donation. Or you can become a patron for exclusive access to bonus content and interact with us and other loyal listeners on our feed. Meanwhile, if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a positive review. If you didn't, no worries. Move on about your day. If you want to share your story on our show, please visit our website at ngcompod.com to fill out the contact us form. Thanks again for listening. 